males are born, men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, Anthony Flemons and J.T. McCrow, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. With you this week is Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great to have you with me on the Great Man Podcast. Hey, before I dive into my topic this week, let me tell you college students about a tremendous internship opportunity. I work with an organization called the Institute for Faith and Culture. It's sponsored by the famous Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, you may know it, those of you who are older may know it because it was the church that was led by the famous D. James Kennedy, Dr. G. D. James Kennedy. I work with this institute. They do amazing work. And they have a 10-week internship for college students that I think would be a tremendous opportunity for some of you. I'll occasionally make opportunities like this known through my various podcasts uh, because I think it will help some of you. Many of my listeners are college students. This internship is 10 weeks. You'll get to rub shoulders with some major people. This institute has seminars and conferences and DC events and so on with some of the major people in our country. Um, You'll learn deeply. You'll be exposed to leadership. I I believe that more is caught than is often taught. Uh, So watching people, knowing them, getting to interview them, getting to be around them, serving the organization, it's going to be a tremendous opportunity. And so I want to give you the information. If you're interested in this, if you've got 10 weeks this summer where you'd like to really be an intern with a wonderful organization, organization like this that I highly endorse and I'm actually involved in, I tell you what, you you want to follow up on this. Let me give you the website for you to draw, uh, write them, uh, make contact with them, get more information. Uh, but I can't recommend this uh, more. And for some of you who can put time into something like this, see yourself working in the areas of faith and culture, in the areas maybe of statesmanship and so on, uh, this would be a tremendous opportunity. Uh, here is the website, crpc.org backslash internship crpc.org backslash internship. I'm going to be letting folks know about this in all my podcasts, and I wanted to make sure to say it here on the Great Man Podcast. Now, let me dive into a topic that I believe is unbelievably important, and I've mentioned the building block of this topic before, but I want to challenge you with something in this episode of the Great Man Podcast. As you know, this is a podcast of personal coaching for men. We talk trends, we talk cultural uh, directions, we We talk about what's happening in the world, but ultimately it all comes down to us coaching you and hoping to make a difference in your life so you in turn can make a difference in your world. I am a big believer in the power of story. I have attended some conferences and worked with some major people in the area of brain science. They will tell you uh, that story is the way the brain best 
categorizes, organizes material that it's acquired. Um, it's the best way for the brain to absorb information. It's the, it's the least caloric burn of the way we learn. We tend to take in the meaning deeper when it's presented in story. We tend to remember it longer when it's presented in story, and we tend to make more practical application of it when it's presented in story. Now, that doesn't mean that everything we, we hear, every sermon, every, you know, college lecture, every high school lecture should be all story. That would be silly. Uh, But story is the main way the brain organizes material. And it's also the most efficient way for the brain to organize material. And so story is an important part of what we ought to be about as men. And I've talked about this before in this podcast. I've urged you to be the culture keepers in your family. Tell stories, tell the motivational stories, learn things about presidents and heroes and your own family members and what have you. Tell the stories that in the press that are noble. Um, build a culture with story. I've talked about that a great deal. You should do it with your band of brothers. Uh, you should do it with your family. You should do it with those you want to impact. And yeah, build story into the way you communicate when you make that corporate talk or you lecture in the university or you appear in the media, story is the key. The greatest communicators in history were great storytellers, whether we're talking about Jesus or Reagan or David Ben-Gurion or whomever, they were great storytellers, okay? Now, I don't want to so much sell you on the idea of story in this podcast. What I want to do is challenge you to know your manly story. If you don't know your story, then you don't know what's happened to you, and you therefore don't know where you are. And I want you to take a moment with me to think about how you would tell your manly story in a few minutes, or maybe even in a few sentences. We've all heard the phrase elevator pitch. You know, if you get stuck, you get get, get on an elevator with somebody you want to pitch, uh, or somebody says, who are you, or what's your product, or what do you do for a living? Can you tell it in three, four sentences before the elevator reaches this person's floor? Uh, that that phrase, elevator pitch, is a big part of business culture. We I hear it all the time from the people I work with and consult with. And um, So I want you to think about the same thing. It's not just that I want you to be good at presenting who you are and what you've been through. It's not, this is not just about PR. This is about you organizing how you have lived as a man into a story that you can tell briefly. I want you to do this so that you're clear in your own mind. I want you to do this because this is one of the best ways to communicate who you are with people. I want you to do it because it's one of the best ways for you to communicate what you've been through so that you can help other people through what they're going through. Very, very important. I want you to impact the young. I want you to impact uh, those in your band of brothers. I want you to impact the world to, to, to whatever degree you are given reach. I want you to be able to impact the world. How would you tell your manly story in brief, but powerfully? Now, this has a thousand different varieties, uh, many, many thousands, if we're talking about everybody in this audience. And I want you to take time to think through yours. I mean, here's, here's a just quick off the cuff. I haven't even prepared this version of mine. 
I was raised the son of a U.S. Army officer and lived all over the world. He was a good man, and I was very much uh, in a manly culture, being in, on military bases. But my father was often off at war and busy, and I did not learn the lore of manhood. I didn't even know how to shave until I got to college. <laughs> I used an electric razor, didn't even know how to use a straight razor. When I got to college, that's when I first began to have older brothers in my life who began to teach me some of the fundamental things of manhood. So I came to it late, but I had good older brother mentors who talked to me about how to be gracious with women, who talked to me about the power of a man, who talked to you about my roughness and crassness uh, as as a jock who'd grown up in the military, who talked to me about even how to dress or even how to how to behave myself. And through co- my college years, I became a more tempered, cultured man, but still I didn't know everything I needed to know. And as I went out in the world, as I went out and began my profession, fortunately, I had older men who spoke into my life. They saw that I was eager to be a good man, um, but they also saw there were massive gaps in many ways. I was unfathered. That's not an attack on my father. Um, He was, you know, he's fighting the Vietnam War, for heaven's sakes. He was fighting uh, communism, for heaven's sakes. I can certainly let him off the hook. But because we moved all the time and I was the oldest in my family, uh, oldest child, I didn't have a lot of mentors. Fortunately, in my 20s and 30s, I had men speak into my life. I had men hold up a mirror to, for who I was. I had men park manhood for me, introduce me to good books about manhood. And I began to become a man that I could respect and hopefully is respect worthy of other men. More importantly, I began to bear fruit as a man. And when I went through some major crises in my life, I came out on the other side an even better man by God's grace and because of these mentors who were in my life. Now, that's a that's a little bit more long-winded than I'm recommending for you. I, I, I'm thinking of a friend of mine, grew up basically in the hood, went to prison, got out, recognized he needed a break from his family history, smart enough to get around some good older men, got in connection with God, let these men lead him in what it meant to be a good man. He had had enough negative examples. Now he needed some positive examples. Uh, these men provided them. His faith provided them. His reading provided them. Um, he formed a band of brothers wisely. Now he's a leader of men. Now you see that kind of story. I'm thinking of another friend. His father abandoned the family when he was a little boy, old enough to remember it, but not old enough to to be able to to fight it off in his own soul. Grew up uh, in the home of a devoted single mom, but a beleaguered single mom. Fortunately, there was a grandfather who was a bit of a patriarch figure and nurtured him and taught him and kept him from the negative influences and pulled into his life. And so he avoided a lot of what could have been damaging to him. Went out in life, had been mentored well, found other mentors. One of the things his grandfather taught him was that he needed to find good men to be with and good men to mentor him as he in turn mentored uh, the men around him that he could. And this man, by the way, is world famous, world famous. I'm I'm not going to say his name because I don't want the focus to be on his fame, but he's world famous. And very few people know that his father abandoned him abandoned him, the only child, when he was a young man. He still remembers the father driving away. Could have debilitated him, but a patriarchal grandfather stepped in. Now, I can tell positive stories and I can tell negative stories, but the reason I want you to be able to tell your story in approximately the way I'm doing it now is because if you're not clear about your story, then you're not clear about who you are. 
And if you're not clear about who you are, then you can't be that clear about where you're going. So even if the story's yet unwritten, and all of ours are, I'm older, but my, my story's yet fully written, that you have a manly story. You have a progression when it comes to the matters of manhood and noble masculinity in your life. What is that story? If I put you in front of a room full of hungry high school males and said, tell your story in three minutes. Do you have that down in your mind? Can you talk about the stages of your life, good, bad, or ugly? Can you talk about what was wrong with you? For example, if I was taking a little bit more time to think about my story that I told a moment ago, I would talk about the fact that while it was great to be in a masculine culture of athletics and the military basis that I lived on as a youth, uh, people were also very harsh with me, my father in particular. And so I grew up insecure very insecure. I've shared this before on this podcast. So I would weave that theme of insecurity in there and, and that out of insecurity, I did stupid things and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, strike out to do great things and accomplish things and apply for things and recognize the potential I might have or risk something. The most painful thing in my life was that I might be criticized or that somebody might, might chastise me for something. I was terrified of it. Why? Because I've been wounded. So see, I worked that into my story. And then I, then I get older and, I, and I, t- I tell it this way, that men started saying, so what? You get criticized. You, you, you take the shot, you take the wound, you, you get up and you live again, and then you live it down next time. Kind of a humorous, a humorous way of saying it is success is the best revenge. In other words, you know, I didn't really want to get revenge, but hey, let's get past this. Let's not, let's not let a blow be debilitating. I, I, when I was a teenager, I would be just almost bedridden from any criticism I received. Uh, coaches, fathers, military guys, MPs on the streets, you know, all the people who are in authority over you on a military base. Okay, you see what I'm doing? Now, I'm going long-winded here to explain it to you, but how would you tell your manly story to this point. I had a good father and thus and so and thus and so. I've come from a long line of, of, of really pitiful, weak men. I come from a long line of heavy drinkers and that screwed up masculinity in my family history. But then here's what happens. And if if you if you don't have the positive turn, let's say you start you have a negative story, and if you don't have the positive turn yet in your story, at least recognizing the story as it's been lived thus far helps you realize that the positive turn needs to happen. That's why story is so important. That's why you need to form this into a story and a story you can tell briefly. I've had men come to me and say, "Look." I'm sitting here listening to you. I've read one of your books because somebody gave me one. I got to tell you, I come from a long line of absolutely tragic stories of manhood. And, and that hasn't ended in my life. I'm still living stupid. Can you help me? And I put them in contact with people and I sit with them for maybe a bit at the side of a conference or an event or something like that. Or I have lunch with them and get them connected to good people and get other good men around them. And then I find out that two years later, that the, the positive turn happens in their story. Now they've got a story that's more redemptive. Now they've got a story that is inspiring. Now they've got a story that's not written yet. They're not fully baked. They, none of us are fully baked at all ever in this life. We're moving towards a goal, towards a transformation. We're in a process of being becoming, as they say. But you certainly can make the turn. You certainly can build on certain truths. You certainly can get connected to God. You certainly can bring other men into your life. How do you tell your story? I want you to sit quietly after you've listened to this podcast, sit quietly somewhere and just in your own mind, in your own words, you don't have to be, you know, a great speaker. That's not the point. How would you tell that story of manhood in your life. How you got to look it in the face. However ugly it is, 
uh, or however positive it is. Some of you just have amazing lives. You were raised by awesome fathers and you never had any doubt about who you were as a man. Great. Tell that story to inspire the rest of us. So I want you to master your own story, put it together as a story, think of it as a story, not just as a series of disconnected, you know, this is what happened to me when I was two, and then it doesn't seem to connect anything else. Put the story together in your brain, because if you don't know what you've lived, you aren't going to know who you are and where you are, and therefore you can't live out a map to where you want to be. You won't know how to walk out what you're aspiring towards. This is important. And for those of you bands of brothers listening to me, I recommend this as something you do in your group. Sit over pizza or whatever, you know, have it late at night with a stogie, whatever you guys do. Just let each guy tell me, tell us your manly story. And I, and I, by the way, I, I, in my group, my gang, I, you know, I probably have a clock. I, I know it sounds weird and like we're in some kind of speech class, but can you tell your story in three minutes? That's what we want. We don't want 45 minutes. We don't want an hour. Anybody can drag out the story forever. But I'm, I think the meaning gets lost in the, in the abundance of words. So I want you to tell it in three minutes. That's why I'm pushing you. And if you can do that, you'll start to get a grasp on who you are, what's gone wrong, what's gone right, where the turns came, and where, what you're shooting for now. Tell your manly story to yourself first and then to a world that is in desperate need of manly stories that have turned positive and that are on an upward trajectory. I'm proud of you. I believe in what you can do. I want your story to be told. I want your story to be one of victory first. And then I want you to tell it to help change a generation because this baby is one of the things great men do. To join the great man community or to book Stephen, Anthony, or JT to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production.